You are listening to a pleasure podcast. For more from our sex podcast collective, visit pleasurepodcasts.com. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is episode... <coughs> oh, shit. Try that again. This is episode 99. I got 99 problems, but getting dick ain't no Actually, that sometimes is a problem for me. Got 99 problems, but the freaky fam ain't one. But a bitch ain't one. No, my bitch ass neighbor is one. Hello, happy Monday. Welcome back to the show. I'm Jordan, the host of The Horny Housewife. Can you believe next Monday there will be one hundred episodes of the horny housewife the horny housewife well the evolution when people tell me that they're like yeah i started from the beginning i'm like please don't work your way back because you might just want to give up somewhere or some people are like no jordan when i started from the beginning and i made it to the end seeing the evolution of this show was quite fun and that is such a nice compliment. And I don't. I, I look the other way. I put my head under the sand. And I would delete them and you know eliminate them from existence if it wasn't that they weren't bringing a little coin in, you know, being there. So also, once upon a time, we did an episode more recently than super far away on squirting. I have gotten a lot of feedback in regards to that episode of girls and guys coming to me being like, dude, it worked. Like we got there. And I know she almost gave up on me or the girl being like, you know, I think he was getting bored. Like they put the time in, they put the fucking time in and the work. Some of them were like, we signed up for Beducated and we got the course and we sat down and we did it. And they're like, and it worked and it's amazing. And we're so excited. And I'm like, oh my gosh, this is like heart moving. Some people have said that this has inspired a hunger in them to crave more knowledge. Like how can they have better sex? How can they be more intentional? Can they? How can they date their spouse? I swear I stutter. Sometimes I fucking stutter. Can a person be dyslexic 
where they like talk dyslexically. I've always wondered that because the older I get, the more I did it. And the funny, ironic thing was, was I used to make fun of my mom. That's my karma, dumb bitch. I used to make fun of my mom, PS calling myself a dumb bitch, not her. I used to make fun of my mom and go, oh my God, you just butcher words. She would always like butcher the names of things. Like if there was a place called like crumble cookie, she'd be like the cookie crumble company. Like she would just like make something simple, complicated, just, it was quite funny and endearing, but it was also like, how does her brain do work like that? Or the worst, most embarrassing thing was if someone had an accent and was talking to her, she would respond then in an attempt in that accent. She wouldn't even recognize it. She would turn away. I would be mortified. She would be broken out in hives going, I did it again, didn't I? I'm like, yes, you did try to replicate Mr. Patel's voice. And I think he caught on. I think, and that was, he thinks you're racist now. So that's that's fun, but... (laughs) Sweet woman, sweet woman. Okay, where were we? Where did I go? I was talking about how I'm genetically predispositioned to butcher words and that I love your feedback as an audience and it's just heartwarming. So today's topics, what are we talking about, Jordan? Get on brand. Some good things, some good fucking shit. One last thing before we put a fork in it is that if you are a person who listened to that episode and were like, but I didn't squirt and we tried that and we didn't have success, do not beat yourself up. You want to know a little secret? I'll let you in on me. That is not something that comes easily for me at all. I've talked about how I think squirting, like a lot of it's very, very mental. I think it's easier to do by yourself than with a partner, but that's just me, right? Anybody, or I mean, everybody's different, okay? And our bodies are different, our vaginas are different, our anxiety levels are different, and performance anxiety is not just for men. It's for women can suffer from that too. I mean, think about the impact that porn has just, I mean, on men and women and how we think like, okay, well that's sex. So I need to be loud and I need to be doing this and this. And sometimes women can take away from their own pleasure by being so focused on putting on a show when trust me, girlfriend, he doesn't care if you're cross-eyed, googly-eyed, back in the head, like get in, if you get in your zone, auto zone, get in your zone and prioritize your pleasure and be present. And I promise you he's enjoying it. And if you're like, no girl, my face, like I make the ugliest faces like my, oh, listen, I don't think it matters. I don't think anybody cares. And I think the guys are thinking, holy shit balls. I'm a fucking Greek god. I'm just making this bitch just die. She can barely breathe. She can't see straight. Like, you're I'm fucking the shit out of her. They're enjoying it. They're fine. They're okay. You don't worry about it, girl. You get yours. Has there ever been a time in the history of ever where a guy has made fun of a girl's O face? You know, I've heard the other, the vice versa, like girls making fun of guys' nut faces. To me, I think they're beautiful. I think they're absolutely beautiful. All of them, red and yellow, black and white, all their O faces are a delight. I apologize, but no, today's episode, we are getting into some good shit, your shit. 
We've got a husband who is yearning to come on his wife's face, and I don't think she's comfortable with it. We've got a man who everything is perfect, but he really wishes they could have sex more than once or twice a week. And a woman who does not feel desired by her husband. Another young couple looking to increase the passion. Is it over? And then jealousy. Are you aroused by jealousy? Can you take it to the next level? I know that most of my audience is in long-term committed relationships where we are now at a spot of being intentional about our sex lives, intentional about dating our spouse so that we can have an enjoyable, above mediocre marriage because life is too short, baby. Life is too short not to be getting off on a regular basis and not just by yourself, by yourself and with your partner. And I think a lot of the married, long-term relationship people can relate to the I have explored or I have found certain topics, things, kinks, fetishes, whatever, arouse me. And do I want to take that to the next level? Is this something that we keep just like this? Is this something I don't tell my partner or I told my partner and now my partner wants to take it to the next level and I don't know if I'm ready. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Guess who turned 33 last week? Me. And I'm sure you knew that because I told you every chance opportunity that I had to. So do I feel older? Mm, no. Do I feel more alive? I do. Do I feel creakier? Like my knees are like... Ow, do I, will I need a knee replacement <laughs> at some point in my life? Probably, probably. And at the grocery store, when I gave him my ID the other day, which they do still ID me, and it's just because they're new fucking I almost said really rude words. Thank God I stopped myself. But he asked, he got my ID and he goes, 89. Wow. Dang. Dang. Fuck you, Jake. You have a curfew. You're 17. Fuck you. Bye. So that wasn't fun. But, you know, you're only as old as you feel, right? I think women in their 30s, it's just this weird, like, I think we know what the fuck we want. We know who we are. And I actually have a soft spot for single women in their 30s because it sounds like a tough age to date in, like truthfully, because you got to go older. I mean, older or your age. I mean, well, people are like, uh, <laughs> Jordan, what else would you want to do? I don't know. I feel like the guys your age are either just got divorced, so why did their wife not want them? Not trying to just say that, but saying that too. And then if they've never been married, red flags. There's just red. But it's, I, I'm losing my male audience right here. I love you. I love you. We're fucked up. You're fucked up. We're all fucked up. Let's just be fucked up and love one another. But the married people, we do got it. Like we are lucky. If you like your person you're with, like count your blessings. Okay. Count your fucking blessings because you think being out on the streets right now at this age, when you have kids at this age, like doesn't sound fun. 
doesn't sound fun, doesn't sound fun. Now I can get more behind the cougar thing, like you're 45, you're 50, go, you know what, you're probably good financially now at that point, you should have grown the fuck up, you're empty nesters, Jake's been a douchebag for the last 15 years, I think he started fucking his secretary, leave that motherfucker and start fucking your son's best friend, just kidding, no, that was way too close to home. Start go to his your son's fraternity parties. No, this is still involving the kids. This is getting messy. Go find a young, successful man on Wall Street. I don't know. Have fun. You know, have go. Go and have fun. But 30s, that sounds terrible. That sounds absolutely terrible. <laughs> Let's pave it away from the negativity. The point of bringing up my day of birth was to say the positive things about what I like about my 30s. And that is, I know who the fuck I am. And I feel like it's different in your 20s in the way of like you're more stable in areas, but there's also some like depressing realizations, but you have the toolbox. Like having the tools to be able to like do and get to the goals, the places where you want to be mind, body, Spirit is a, that's a game changer. It's, it's so much different than when you're like, I want this and I don't even know how the fuck to do it. And even if you don't have the tools, you've got the resources to gain the tools. So that's a good feeling. And I want to remind everybody in, even if you are in your twenties, just because I was a mess and didn't have it together in my twenties, doesn't mean you don't have to have it together and be a complete fucking mess. But if you are, have grace on yourself. You've still got a lot of time. You're young. I, on the other hand, chop, 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 chop. She's got to get fucking going. And if anyone is like, oh no, don't put that pressure on your, I, I work best under pressure. She thrives under pressure. That's how diamonds are made. Pressure. Enough about me. Let's talk about you. Let's get into listener questions. Question number one. Hi, Jordan. Love the podcast. Question. My wife and I have been married for five years. When we got married, she really didn't like giving me BJs. Now she doesn't really mind as long as I don't finish in her mouth. Typically, we keep a towel close by. I've expressed multiple times how I would love to stay in the moment when I climax and not have to stop her and grab a towel. She doesn't think she would like me finishing in her mouth, so we've never done it. Do you have any tips on how to get her more comfortable with that? I've thought about just not stopping her and letting my first shot go, but I feel like that might break her trust. I would love to hear your thoughts on this. Thanks. I wanted to use this question because I thought it could be, it would be relatable. Some guys that are maybe with a woman that they would use the adjective prudish to describe her or vanilla, whichever word you'd like to choose. I'm over here trying to see both sides for sure. I can see the male side of like, he's frustrated because he, he shares this fantasy. This is what he want, how he wants to come on his wife. He doesn't feel like it's anything wrong, but for some reason there's now a little shame around it because she doesn't want it. And there's nothing wrong with this desire he has. And then there's also nothing wrong that she's like, no, uncomfortable. But if she was listening or if there's any woman that's like, but what if she feels that way? So she's just supposed to be uncomfortable and do something she doesn't want to? No, not that. But maybe look inward. Like, why is she uncomfortable? Why is where his jizz coming out of and landing 
really negatively affecting you. Like maybe, like, do you think every girl just loves their guy's load in their mouth? Are we going to lie and tell our husbands that we just, mm, delicious. We're going to lie to them. Do you know why? Because the pros outweigh the cons. Amen. Hallelujah. I know there are many things that men do and women do out of love, out of pure love, that they do it with a cheerful heart, not even a heavy heart. And maybe some, it is a heavy heart and they're like, but they do it. They trudge onward for the other person. And so I know that could be tricky. Someone could be like, oh, you're telling me to not have this boundary. I just think when it's something so like, he's not asking to fuck you in the ass. He's not asking to have a threesome. He's not like, which I think those are even two different things there, but it's just like he wants to finish there. You can wipe it off. He's not even asking you to swallow it, but just take some time, look inward. And then maybe, you know, if you're going to be that way, then you don't ever need to expect him to get uncomfortable in the bedroom. I know that can be tricky because sometimes the guy really gets the short stick in that aspect. And it seems maybe your only way of solution is bringing this up in a conversation and just talking to her about it, being like, what is it that grosses you out so much? And like, I don't want to sound like a nasty fucking pig. It's just something that sounds so hot to me and is a fantasy for me. And here I have you, my beautiful hot wife that I love so much. And I just can't imagine not being able to do this to you my whole life. It's just going to burn inside of me. See how that goes over. I wish you luck. (laughs) I wish you the best of luck. Maybe she'll process that. Maybe she'll mull it over, chat it up with the girlfriends and then find out she's being, you know, maybe a little too stingy. And then Becky's like a huge whore. And she thought Becky wasn't a whore. And she's like, wow, I could be a lady in the streets and a freak in the sheets and no one will know. So let's just cross our fingers that that happens. Also, you made mention that you thought about just like letting it go and that might break her trust. I think that's so sweet of you and wonderful intentions, like good guy points. And because I see like you're on the good guy scale because you just said that, so you care what your wife thinks, I don't think she'll divorce you for, you know, that happening. So do with that what you will. Moving on. I have a situation. I've been married 22 years. Me and my wife have a good relationship other than our sex life. When we do have sex, it's awesome. It's just not enough for me. Maybe once a week or twice if I ask constantly. I find myself looking at porn just to please myself during the times we aren't having sex. This leaves me feeling guilty and isn't resolving the issue. We have it. We have talked about it. And after the talks, it gets better for a little while, then dies down again. We need your help. Okay. I have a loaded answer because I think of so many things. I just totally bashed on the girls a little bit for the first question. So I'm going to have to build them back up and just say, hey, I do think that she's being a bad... If y'all have kids, if y'all have little kids, if you have kids under 16 years old in the house and you are fucking once a week and it's good sex and your relationship on all other levels is good. Like you're doing fucking amazing. You're doing great. And that's her being consistent. Now I get it. When things are consistent and things are good, they can be boring. They can be boring. So I think how you'll want to go about this is if you really want there to be more 
asking for it, that's just going to get like predictable. She knows it's going to be like subconsciously a turnoff. And I know this because even I'm putting myself in your shoes. I just think that and her shoes that either way that goes, it's like when you chase something, sometimes you can push it away when you're like longing for it. Then it's like creates more of the absence of it. Do you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? And if you really are being solution oriented, like you really do want to increase the amount of sex you're having, you need to not only have a conversation with her or like look at how you've been having the conversation. What have you been saying? Let's go about it differently. Obviously, because it gets better for a little while, that means she feels bad. That means she wants to make it better. She's like, oh, like I want to please my husband. And there might be factors going on with her. So I think we should reframe this and like make this about like building her up to be her best self. Like, is she okay, mind, body, spirit? Is she overwhelmed at home and at work or all of it? Juggling you, the house, a job, the kids. Even if she doesn't have a job, if it's just the kids, the whole stay at home mom life is a whole other fucking layer. Be aware of what's on her plate and like have empathy for her. And now I know you have needs and they need to be met. And I know there also will be like compromise, but I know if we get like all focused on what's not there, you will never be content. You will always feel just like you're missing out on something and you'll go on that path and shit will come up on that path. That's not choosing your marriage. That's just the real blunt truth. So it sounds like you're wanting to find a solution. And I think that solution in lies, lies in understanding your spouse on a deeper level and then having deeper intimacy. And for her, that's going to make her hornier. So whether it's more date nights, more time where you're giving her her love language, like show her you're about it. Like bring back the game. When y'all are fucking constantly on a regular basis, what were you doing then that maybe you're not doing now? And what are some conversations you can have so she feels heard and she feels seen and she feels validated because that makes girls wet, I promise. And I think for yourself, personally, focus on what's going right in the relationship. Like every day, like say affirmations. I'm like big about this. I think it changes your whole perspective. Literally, the glasses you're wearing, how you're looking at things affects everything. If you're viewing your marriage like, oh, like I just need this. It would be all perfect if I just got to fuck her two more times during the week. And can I tell you that this is a thought that I play out in my head. I'm like, if only it was like this, or if only I could just feel like this every day, then I would feel safe and secure. And that's pathetic, honestly. And that's me calling myself pathetic. So make sure you know that. But when we focus on what we're grateful for and what's going good and what's going right, we literally treat that person and value that person more. And then we end up getting more of what we were wanting. The good starts amplifying. You're flirting more. You're getting along better. You're, the sex is better. And when you're having like really rock star sex twice a week, sometimes you feel good. You don't need it. And if it's a physical thing for you, then jerk off on the shower. I think maybe you should watch the porn news. If you're watching porn every other day, the times you're not fucking your wife, that's problematic. It is just because you're taking away, you're rewiring your brain and you're taking away from what you and your wife are experiencing when you're together now. Because every other day you're consuming and climaxing and getting off to something different. 
and your brain's going to get used to it. And then it's just no good. No, you're taking pleasure away from yourself and your marriage if you do that. But I don't think there's anything wrong that if it's this physical release for you to just take care of it, I don't think you should feel guilty. If it was like something where she was wanting more sex and you're jerking off and you're taking away from giving her more sex, fucked up. That's fucked up. But if y'all are fucking twice a week and you wish it was every day, it's like, get over it and figure something out. I I don't know. Obviously, do we wish we could get our way with that, but then it's just unrealistic. It's just something that isn't realistic. And if everything else is amazing, then let's focus on that. You can have that conversation. You can go to a sex therapist. You can do and be proactive and intentional, but I would start with dating her again and making sure all of her needs are met and reframing the narrative about more sex in the relationship. So best of luck to you both. Before we move on to the final question, I want to tell you that if you ever have a question, you listening right there, you, 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 daddy, mommy, you can go to my website, thehornyhousewifepodcast.com, anonymously submit, type your heart out. Please don't type a fucking novel. I mean, you can keep it to like a nice lengthy page, but when it is, when I get to scroll for like three minutes, I'm, I'm glazing. I'm glazing. Okay. Or you could DM me at underscore the horny housewife podcast and then hit me with a question. I'll ask you if I need some more context and give me two to three weeks before you will hear if I tell you that this will be a great question for an episode. Give me a little time. Give me a little time. Also, if you are an audio erotica fan, by the way, the last time I read some, some audio erotica, I did a part one. The part two didn't make it because I thought it wasn't going to be like dirty and raunchy enough. So I wanted to go put some hardcore ones up while some people messaged and were like, hey, I loved that story. I joined the Patreon to hear the part two and it wasn't there, but that's okay. I still like it. Well, guess what? I uploaded the part two and it's such a good story. It's a student teacher, like taboo, sexual tension, naughty schoolgirl, sweet, kind, but obviously as a lust craving on the dark side, teacher, professor, but it's a, you know, it's legal. Okay. It's legal, but it's just good. It's good. So what a great bedtime story. 10 out of 10 recommend. Join my Patreon. The link is in the episode notes. And if you really love me, if you actually care about me, I'm going to manipulate and gaslight. Is that what that is? I think so. If you really love me, you'll leave me a five-star review, okay? None of those three, four, lukewarm, middle-of-the-road, mediocre bullshit, okay? All or nothing, baby. All or nothing. And, And some of you lovely, silly, quirky people will write a really nice comment with a one star there. So I know it can be like weird because the stars are above the comment box, but you have to select all of the stars if you're going to write something really nice. Usually the one stars have something nasty underneath them, but they make for good humor. So look on the bright side of things. That's what I do. In fact, that one one star comment, or I think it was four, not one, four, they they took away a star because I made light of silver alerts and it actually drove traffic to the episode about 
where I made a silver alert comment and I got a lot of feedback that it was fucking hilarious. So you're welcome. It is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Let's get back to our listener questions because we've got some goodies. My husband has low libido, only gives me sex once a week if I'm lucky, then says I'm bitching and that nothing is ever good enough for me when I try to talk about it. Last night, I sent him a dirty pic and I sent nasty messages. When he came home from work, he was grumpy and wanted to go straight to bed. Am I overreacting or am I doing something wrong? 90% of the time when I initiate sex, he says he's tired, but I never turn him down when he initiates. What do I do? We have four kids, been together for seven years. Oh girl, oh girl, oh girl. This is the time when the mildly toxic starts seeping out of my pores. Because if he wants to be like this, then I think he needs to, you know, see the tables turn a little bit because he is in the position that not many men are. It's always one or the fucking other. I mean, not really. There's some people that are just perfectly happy with the amount of sex they're having, but it seems like there's usually one person wishing there were more. And I think it sucks dick when it is the girl because it can be just so devastating on our self-esteem and our ego because there's this like perpetuated stigma that like men chase and the women are hunted and not that it can't be the other way around. It definitely can be. And that's hot and yada, yada, yada. But like the primal stereotypical narrative of men are ready to go, which that is damaging on its own for men. You know, it puts this pressure on men that they should feel like this at all that all the time. And that's just not the case. But again, even if these things aren't true and they're lies that society has told us over time, it doesn't take away that it can feel crappy sometimes. And we have to look at it and remind ourselves of the narrative we're telling ourselves and what's not serving us, like saying like, oh my God, I'm not good enough because that's baloney. Okay. Seems like you have clarity. You're saying he's low libido, but, and I don't want you to question him, but there's nothing wrong with voicing to him how it made you feel when you sent him the dirty picture and the dirty text and then for him to come home like that. I think that's worth just telling him, not freaking out, not blaming him, like, and then you didn't do anything. Make it about you and how you felt. Like I sent you these pictures and I felt really silly after. And when you came home, you were kind of irritated and I felt like bummed out that it wasn't sexy to you. I don't know. It's just that might not go how you want it. You might be really disappointed by his response and his answer, but I think it's worth vocalizing so he can still take in that information 
because you gave it to him and then he can decide what to do with it. And if he does nothing, absolutely nothing, then you know what you're dealing with, basically an unwilling spouse. And then there's some tough things you'll have to ask yourself, but the first thing I would do if I was in your shoes, and it can be very hard to do because you want to have sex, but I would start fucking yourself because again, an orgasm a day keeps the doctor away. I think you deserve to get off whether with or without him. Maybe make it where he accidentally walks in the room and sees you masturbating. And then he can know that that's all his fault for him not fucking you. That was probably toxic and unhealthy, but I just felt like maybe he deserves it. Also, I would maybe, (laughs) we're going toxic. I preach never weaponizing sex. But in this case, I would maybe one time, one time when he came on to me and he initiates, maybe you pull the exact same card. And if he brings it up, you can say, "Mm, you know, you do that to me all the time. You know, you should know, like you should be able to relate And maybe that's not healthy, but maybe it will get the wheels a turning because I think if you're constantly just at a standstill and you feel like you can't get through to him, nothing is changing the situation. It's getting worse. Like you are headed for possible infidelity on your part, his part. You can just get in a place where you feel really lonely, depressed, isolated. You've got to communicate your needs, maybe talking to a third party and having a therapist or a sex therapist involved. I would get a dude. I would get a dude. Just that's all I'm going to say. I've mentioned it before. I think men receive it better. I think if he went in with you and another woman, he could think, she's taking your side. Just get a dude and just make it easier. I don't care if you think that that's lame. It probably is, but it's also probably true. And at this point, you're at seven years, four kids. You've done a lot together. I'm sure you've built... You build a whole life together. I'm sure one or both of you work four fucking kids. That's all I have to say, four fucking kids. And seven years, they say the seven year itch is real. I think it's a time when you have to literally be intentional. And sometimes there needs to be a shake up, a wake up, some difficult conversation so that you can get on the right path. And sometimes people ignore it and they let their lawns die and then something horrible happens and that's what either resets them, makes them or breaks them. But it's unfortunate, like the damage some people put their families through for just neglecting their marriage. So food for thought. And to answer your question directly, I don't think you're overreacting or doing anything wrong, but I also don't know so many things. So I think you have to have a conversation. Like, is there some underlying resentment? Is he, how does he feel about you? You need to find out how he feels about you. And that can be, you know, easier said than done, but you might want to start it off with, Hey, I know this conversation could be like uncomfortable and like no fun. And I don't want to fight with you. I want to be on the same, same team as you. Like I want it to be me and you against the issue, but like, I want to fuck you more and I want to make love with you more. And I think there may be something like an underlying issue and the lack of intimacy is just kind of a byproduct of what's going on. 
Hopefully he can be receptive. And even if he's annoyed and it sounds like a burden and just a conversation he doesn't want to have, hopefully he's mature enough where he can just fucking sit and put his big boy pants on and deal with it. And then at least you have willingness. That's all you need to have hope is willingness, truly. The rest you can get help on, direction, guidance, and you'll gain momentum and you'll get somewhere. Okay, our next question. These are good guys. These make fun episodes when we talk about your shit because your shit is a lot of other people's shit. Okay. Hey girl, love the podcast. My husband and I have been together for a long time. We have young kids recently started getting back to us. I also got my sex drive back after not really having one during pregnancy postpartum. It's been great. And the sex is always good, but I have to say there's part of me that just keeps missing the beginning stages of our relationship. Girl, we all do. If it doesn't feel as sexy when you have a million things going on and are exhausted. I guess what I'm saying is sometimes it feels predictable and routine, but I'm just yearning for that ripping the clothes off, pushing me up against the wall. I have to have you right here, right now kind of foreplay. I always find my husband sexy as hell and I know he feels the same, but will we ever get that passion leading up to sex back? Is that just something that's gone forever since we know we have each other for life. Okay. Good question. I mean, I could make an entire episode just talking about that question. We can do that, but I will say that I think again, perspective is a big deal. I think this is something that everybody thinks about whether they admit it or not. I believe that every new relationship energy, like that beginning feeling, it's like a dopamine spike. Like your brain's doing shit, like the same kind of shit it does high on drugs when you feel like euphoric as fuck. It feels really good. It's an addicting feeling for some more than others. And no matter what, it feels fucking good. I think infatuation is different than love. And when you're in this committed love, like obviously you know all the good things that come from it, the fruits you bear, and that you wouldn't trade that for the world. But yeah, you miss that hot, sexy buildup with the sex that you just can't get enough of. And not to toot the Horny Housewife podcast horn, but it is spaces like this, and there's so many others. When people say they've this podcast has created a hunger for them, there's so many cool YouTube channels, other podcasts, platforms like Beducated, where you can expand your knowledge about sex, relationships, being intentional, exploring, being curious, just hearing people talk about other topics and lifestyles, etc. Doesn't have to be hardcore, can be like light and fun. And my suggestion is easy does it. I know some people are like, they want to do it all, right? But I think if you're married and you're like kind of chill, relatively chill, and you have a busy life, sounds like you do, perfect opportunity to easy does it and chisel away at finding out and understanding who you are, you girlfriend, you are as a sexual divine goddess being woman, and then see how you and your husband, like what you are entangled, mesh together. Like this is the time to have those scheduled tantric date nights. You got to go listen to that series or have a conversation talking about like at dinner about in in a public setting where you like have to like keep it in. Okay. And can't be like all over each other. Or maybe you can, maybe you can sneak away where you talk about topics that are maybe uncomfortable or taboo or 
and a safe space sharing a fantasy and being vulnerable and risking like, oh my God, like, are they going to get mad at me? Are they going to judge me? Are they going to think I'm weird? They're going to reject that. That can sometimes make people horny, like try it out. <laughs> this is the time. If you, if you look at it with the right perspective, this is very exciting. Like you now have this time with this person that you feel safe with to explore things you maybe didn't even know you were into kinks, fetishes, certain kind of porn you want to watch together, like be open to exploring. You can have your boundaries, but again, these are all conversations. And I think if any shame pops up along the way, ooh, there's some work for you to do. There might be some work for him to do, but you're going to deepen your connection, deepen your intimacy, your understanding for one another and mind blowing sex comes with that. The more you know and see and understand your partner and you're like connected, not only in this physical way, but in this spiritual way. Ooh, that's why Tantra 10 out of 10 recommend. So I encourage you to like find out new things about yourself and then Each of them can be a chapter or like a chapter of exploration, if you will. And also have grace on yourself, on both of you, and be able to communicate that as well. Like life will throw you curveballs, shit happens, you shared your postpartum pregnancy feelings journey. Like there are other things in life that just sometimes knock the fucking wind out of you and then you have to rebuild and be there for one another And then when you get back in the game, that's all like this new rush again. So ride the wave, ride the storm and find the joy and the peace in knowing you have this like safe, stable relationship and environment. And I think when y'all explore and continue to date each other, your sex life will be blessed. You'll be rewarded. You'll reap that shit. So to answer you, no, it's not gone forever. I don't believe that. But if you believe that and he believes that, then yeah, it's gone. So reframe, baby, reframe. Our last but not least question, because I'm so excited to talk about it, truly. I'm just going to call this question title section jealous and horny, jealous and horny. A listener reached out to me and shared that he loved the interview with Jolie Hamilton. It was great. Go listen to that, guys, if you haven't heard it. Uh, He said, my wife seems most aroused when jealous interested in ideas of how to play into that without being abusive. I don't want to make her feel insecure, but use the jealousy for fire. Okay, let's just digest, pick that apart, examine that question, because some of you may know exactly what he's talking about. She's raising her hand, me, Jordan. And some of you may be confused or being, hmm, what? Tell me more. So for some, me included, which is why I wanted to talk about this, because for me, It's not something that no way in fuck fire hell now. Have I ever wondered, is it something that I'd want to explore at some point? Yeah, I I have. Is that something I want to do right now in my life? Nope, 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 nope. I think there has to be a foundation laid there. But I know something about myself in that I, it could be like trauma related. (laughs) I am aroused with jealousy. Like jealousy makes me angry as well as very aroused. Thinking about something, crossing a boundary like that's mine, that belongs to me, and it is being used elsewhere. I don't know. There's some, I need therapy, whatever. But this is people's kink. Don't kink shame. Let it be. Call it whatever you want. Okay. But there are some people who that's all it could ever be for them. So guys, 
I will share with you how to play into this for this to be super sexy, super fun for you, super fun for her. And then you need to let her draw those lines in the sand. There's going to be even some aftercare with the suggestions I'm going to give. And I'll explain what I mean by that in a minute. But I have seen before men be like, then let's invite another girl in. Oh, you want to have a threesome? This gets you off. Let's do it. No, it does not mean just because you are seeing her physically get aroused, you you see that she is horny and she is jealous right now. Like, oh my God, like I win jackpot. No, doesn't necessarily mean that. Slow down, keep your pants on, take a chill pill, slow your roll, and let her see how that evolves for her. Like let her find her sexual identity and all of this. And what does this mean for her? And it doesn't have to mean anything. It can be just what it is. It doesn't have to go any further. Or maybe this is something she wants to explore totally on her terms. And you should be supportive, not pushy, supportive. I know I'm assuming that all men are just like... <sighs> Like dogs, that if their woman shared, that they're aroused, being jealous, thinking of their husband with another girl, whatever it may be, that they're just ready to pounce all over it. For some guys, maybe this is hurtful. For some guys, they're like, I don't want to mix any other person to it, period, point blank. Either way, you can have fun with this in a novelty way where you never have to actually do these things. There are plenty of fantasies that stay in fantasy world that are never going to be pursued and played out. And there would be much bigger consequences and things that would come from taking action, like huge consequences versus something that's all fun and novelty behind closed doors, you and him or you and her, whatever. So here's what I suggest. I think depending on the kind of jealousy. I should have asked for more context he offered, but I just wanted to share what I was thinking because I've heard women, I've had these conversations with women where they're like, yeah, I I get off to thinking about my guy with another girl. And I could never, ever imagine seeing that in real life. Or like if I found out he was cheating on me or these fantasies that I play out in my head, whether it be like, I like to watch porn of a guy talking to the phone with his wife while he's getting a blowjob by some girl at work. Like that fucking arouses me. But in real life, I would go in and stab that bitch and him and probably serve life in prison. Talk about a polarizing feeling. Hmm, it's complicated. It's interesting. And the Jordy in me, the me in me, wants to just overanalyze the shit out of these things. But I've learned like sometimes it just is what it is. And at that point in the game, the harmless feeling of that, or that arouses me, or that's what I'm masturbating to, like harmless, completely harmless. You know, also is fun if you're wanting to maybe use it as fire. Let me answer the listener question now, is maybe telling a little story. Now you have to get on the same page because this was something we came up with because I initiated this. I requested story time. So any girls listening and you identify with me, this could be something you bring up to your man and he's probably going to be like, fuck yeah, I will do a story time, sweetheart. (laughs) And 
you're golden, but it could be, and it could be funny too. Like be easy on them. They might not be really amazing at story time in the beginning, but they will work on their skills. And then you can see if you never want story time again, or if you want story time occasionally, this is not something that you want to do every time because then that's kind of fucked up. (laughs) It's kind of fucked up. It's like, are y'all even fucking each other at the point? Or are y'all like in fantasy land getting off on each other? But for all fun purposes, fantasy exploration purposes. Now, if you're a man listening, like the listener question, and you're like, how in the fuck am I going to bring this up to her? My suggestion to you is, is when you're talking about this, like how can you incorporate this feeling? Like I've noticed, sweetheart, I noticed that when you get jealous, you get kind of horny. Like what's that about? And she might be like, I don't know. And you're like, that's perfectly fine, but let's explore that. Like you sexual goddess, you. And if she looks at you with like, she's going to punch you in the face, maybe that wasn't what you should have said, but you could say, we, how can we keep this between me and you and just spice it up in the bedroom? Like use it as a way to spice it up. No worries, sweetie. It's our safe space. It's just me and you, baby. Let's just talk dirty. Maybe I could tell you a story time. What, what kind of story time, Todd? Say, Jill, why don't you tell me a scenario, like a fantasy you have, uh, whether, and let her bring it up. Don't fucking suggest me and my secretary. Don't do that. It has to be people, places, and things that are not too real unless she wants them to be real. So give her the lead on how this role play story time is going to go. And you can tie this into real role playing if you want as well. I just think story time happens to be very easy, minimal, super hot and sexy, and then one hell of an orgasm if she's aroused by jealousy. So she can give you the situation or she can say, you go for it. And if she gives you the power in your hands, you be smart, men. You don't say any names of any ex-girlfriends. You don't say any names of any girls that you know that are breathing oxygen at this current time on planet earth. Okay. You need to find a name that you're not going to name any of your future children or anyone that's a distant relative that you could possibly look at for too long. So (laughs) good luck with the name choice. And then just go Samantha, really general if you don't know one, but if you know one, then you're fucked. And you can create a scenario, whatever it may be, tie it into your real life, like after the gym, uh, or this girl at the gym, or I hit up this, or I hit up that. Obviously, some people are gasping and going, this would make me feel so insecure, and then I'd worry about the gym. Well, if this isn't like for you, and if this isn't something that arouses you, then this doesn't apply to you. And that is perfectly okay. Whatever floats your boat, right? So I'm definitely speaking to the niche of women who this is something that arouses them. They do exist. I'm here speaking to you because I know enough of you have shown up and I know some, all the husbands are just interested at this point. These women do exist and the story times do give them one hell of an orgasm. It's great time to finger, use a toy on them. Hell, you can be fucking them, missionary doggy whispering in their ear. You just tell a little story exactly how they want and go for it. Go for it. If, if she shares, if your wife shares with you, that, that is what she gets off to when she masturbates. I think the story time tactic is a worthy try. It's a worthy attempt that I think you could reap a sexy, refreshing reward. And the aftercare that I'm discussing is 
Sometimes these stories can trigger emotions because these girls have issues. <laughs> I don't know how to this. And then they need a like, you know, baby, like that you're the only girl and that I love you so much. You're so wild. Like you're so sexy. I can't believe that you like that. I just, it's so hot to see you so worked up about that. I hope you know that you're the only one I want. Like I would never happen in real life. We're just exploring and talking and it's nothing. Just watching you get, just reaffirm the shit out of her. Stroke her hair, kiss her lips, make her a smoothie, whatever the fuck she wants. Like ass kissing commences post story time. If you really wanted to see that, what we just talked about, then you're gonna pay the piper. Okay. And truly, if you had a girl who really asked for this and wanted that, which is the only way this is going down, she won't even need all of that. She'll just need the kiss, the maybe one statement of affirmation and a loving, longingly loving stare. What the fuck did I just say? And she will be fine and dandy. And if she has a follow-up question as if like, that wasn't fucking true, right? But pff, of course not, babe. Also, I would suggest not to nut to your story. So let her get off. And then whatever you're getting off to, just make sure it's after her. So you can be like, I'm getting off to you getting off to this. That's what it should be. Just telling you so no one gets in a fight. You learn all kinds of things over at this podcast. I bet you there's not one podcast that is recommending you tell story times of you fucking another person to your spouse. Tell me one. Find me one. The freaky fam exists though. These people exist. These women exist. They're your next door neighbor. Next time you look at your neighbor, be like, she gets off to Todd fucking Christine. Oh my God. Just kidding. <laughs> Just kidding. The listener who asked this question said he does not want to make his wife feel insecure. So... In order for you to even get to story time or role play or delving into this and adding the fire will be the conversation. So the answer to the question is to have a conversation prior to any of those interesting ideas that maybe some people like to do and others are repulsed by. But talk about it. Say, where does that come from? And if she's like, I don't know, be like, do you want to explore that more? And I don't mean that in a extreme way and only a way of I love seeing you turned on and we're together forever and ever and ever, baby. And knowing your body and knowing what turns you on and living this life together where we ride this ride together. I just want to ride with you, baby, and explore your body and see what turns you on and blah, 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 blah. And I just hope that y'all eat each other up and enjoy. So best of luck. You should totally follow up with me. See how the convo went. If you even need me to assess the convo so we can like, you know, see if taking this to the next level is something you even want to do. I got your back. I got your back. But there's got to be a reason you know why jealousy turns her on. Like you must have seen it firsthand. So I think, I think favor is on your side, buddy. I think favor's on your side. I had a delightful time answering your questions today, Freaky Family. There are what, 12, 12 or 11, I think 11 now. I don't know my count. More episodes left until 2023. You've given me a handful, handfuls of ideas topics, inspirations. I've got interviews. I've got a two-part series interview lined up for you. Exciting things coming 
I love you so much. I appreciate you so much. Leave me five stars on Apple. If you listen on Spotify, you can rate. Please do that. It helps me so, so, so much. Share with a friend. Share with a lover. Join the Patreon. Show your support. It's a great place to listen to dirty stories together. That'll turn you on. Lay in the bed with your significant other and listen to me tell a dirty story and tell me you don't end up fucking. Tell me. You might chuckle a little because you're like, Jordan is really taking that role seriously, but you will also start fucking. So you're welcome. Have a great week. I'll see you next Monday. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.